1: shoes. recorded live
2: good evening good evening good evening and welcome to d block church this show is a product of the purpose kingdom network i am your girl adrian misunderstandings allen And, again, I need to welcome you to D-Box. First and foremost today, I got to tell y'all and I got to tell y'all now because this is the first time that I have ever done this live in the studio thing, live with somebody else. But let me tell you. If we get an opportunity to get the live thing rolling on Facebook, we will go live on Facebook. But for right now, the best thing to do is call 724-444-7444. And then you know you got to wait. And then the code is 142-605-POUND. And then you got to press 1-POUND. And then you'll hear us. Now, if we say something tonight that sparks your attention and makes you feel as though you need to come on, I need you to press star eight and then just wait. You'll hear something that says unmute. And when you hear it, it's your turn to talk. So, what we're going to do this evening is we are going to try something a little bit different, but because this is D Block Church, why not try it here? first. Now, I'm going to tell you what the topic is, and then we're going to go right into it. Now, before I jump right into it, because we need a, really an hour, we're going to need more than an hour to just do this, because um, God is awesome. If If no one out there has never heard me say it, I can honestly say that God is awesome. And because of that, We definitely want to give all of the thanks to him for just even having the opportunity to come for this hour. Purpose Kingdom Network is trying to do something that is beyond actually, I want to say fathomable because it's like people don't even believe that, The God that they serve is actually there for everyone. Well, I should say the God that we serve is there for everyone because people, when I talk to them and the way that they carry themselves and the way that they handle situations, you can literally see the fact that they really need God right now in their lives wherever they are but they're missing the mark. Like a lot of them are missing the mark. And I'm not even just talking about the people that are poor. You know, because people that's what that's what all the time everybody always says, Oh yeah, the people that are real messed up are the people that are poor, the people that are needy, you know, those are the people that are that got it really bad off. But then I look at the other people on the other side of the world and I look at them and I say, Well dad, just because you're just because you got a whole lot of money that doesn't say that you're you're better off what if you what if you're not actually better off? What if you actually are more messed up on the good side of life than those that are completely struggling but then when you have a conversation like that with a regular person that doesn't believe in God and doesn't know what actually happens in God's word, it's like they don't even want to hear that kind of stuff. They're like, ah, that don't even make sense. You don't even sound right. Change the subject. Who's got these shoes on? What kind of bag is that? What? Honestly, guys, tonight what I would like you to do is to call somebody, let somebody know D-Block Church is on. And not only is D-Block Church is on, but D-Block Church is on, and I got Chappie with me, y'all. And we literally, if 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 it goes the way that God is going to let it go, I can definitely say right now that we will be blessed. That's the best thing that I can say. 724-444, Is the number to call. So first you got to text that. But then say ID is 142 605 pound. Then they got to press one pound to just hear us. And then the best part about this show is you're going to get an opportunity to ask questions. You're going to get an opportunity to break this thing down because, remember, this is D-Block Church. So don't think nobody is on Sunday morning because everybody, remember, don't get it misconstrued. This thing is hashtag not for the Sunday morning Christian, okay? Now, if you can take it, because understand that God's word is for everyone. So if you can take it, You are more than welcome to call. You are more than welcome to pass this thing on. But remember, you might have to put it in your message. Hashtag, not for the Sunday morning Christian, because if somebody gets on my phone tonight, talking at Reckless stuff, talking about, well, why are they saying it like that? Well, hallelujah, God, for you right now. Because I love you, and I apologize. But the topic tonight is we're going to find the come up in the setback.
0: Yeah, I wanted it to be a
2: pause in it because I wanted you to think about the setback. Because most people don't really think about the come up in their setback. Most people are usually sitting in their setback. You know, uh yeah, I'm broke. I'm still waiting on my money. Oh, yeah, Uh-huh, yeah, nobody, yeah, nobody, everybody always, nobody answers the phone. Nobody always leaves messages. Just that and the other thing. Nobody really wants to talk to me. It's a setback. Understand that as lonely as you think that you are, that is the moment where God works best. When nothing else is able to get to you, you can't reach out to anybody, your phone is broke, your car is down, and you're stuck. That's the best place to be. Yeah, I know it feels like a setback.
0: But it's a whole come up. Now what I would like to do
2: I guess I'll just give a shout out to 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 the verdict on them um, saying that the guy was guilty, but we know he was guilty. What the hell? We need to stop. <laughs> we shouldn't even have to go on trial about that. Would everybody, everybody should be mad about the cops that fed the boy. Let's tell the truth and shame the devil. We don't care that y'all talk about he was guilty. We know he was guilty. He walked up in the church and killed the people. We know this. But like I said, you fed him before you took him to jail. Come on. But we ain't going to talk about that because, like I said, we're going to get into this word. Let's find out about finding the come up in the setback. So I'm going to bring Cappy on. <laughs> And like I told y'all, this is different because y'all have to understand, we are together. So, like, you know how when you make a when you make a face and you're usually by yourself? I usually make faces and I'll be by myself, but now I'm making faces, and I realize, oh, my God, she's about to crack up. And, I'm, <laughs>
3: and I'm sitting here, everybody, trying not to bust <laughs> out laughing. <laughs> Praise the Lord. How is everybody doing this evening? I just can't with Adrian. I pray that's Well, are We over here having our own private misunderstanding right now. Yes. Um, As we discuss how to find the come up and the setback. And I think that's an awesome topic. I really do because in, in life that's usually what's going on with most people. We're trying to figure out how to come up. Out of a situation that we got set back into, and we're trying to figure out how to get out of it. But what I love about God's word is it says there's nothing new under the sun. You know, there's nothing new under the sun. It's the time for every man to be born, it's the time for every man to die, it's the time for the rains to fall, it's nothing new under the sun. As the old folk used to say, it's just somebody else's turn to do it. So, when we talk about finding a come up in the setback, it's funny that if you open your Bible to the book of Mecca, you can find the most awesome come up in the setback. And, a and I, I just think that, that that's an awesome situation. So, Adrian, which way are we going to go with this? Well, let me uh,
2: – let's give them a little background first, all right? Now, what you call it, Mecca? It's Micah, mm-hmm. right? Micah, Mecca?
3: Some people say Mecca. Some people say Micah. All right.
2: Well, it's the one that's spelled M-I-C-A-H, y'all, just in case, because I want people to actually be able to go back to this later because this was really, really good. I'm going to give you a little bit of background. It says the people of Mecca's day were not much different from the people today. Many of them lived self-centered lives. They were driven by greed and false pride. They spent their nights plotting against the helpless and their days taking advantage of the weak. That sounds familiar, right? Their spiritual lives were hypocritical, and they used religion for spiritual and personal gain. They lied to make themselves look good and deceived others to cover their corruption. The kingdom of Israel and Judah had wandered far from God's plan for them, and they would soon suffer the painful consequences. Now, it seems like before you get into it, I'm not going to get into it because I want to hear the word of it, But just know that I guess he was looking at it like we're looking at it right now. When I say we're looking at it, I'm looking at it from the saved part of it. It would almost be like if, if, if God came back, like everybody knows I got in trouble a couple years back for making a comment about if God came back and we were driving around in the car and he was seeing what was going on on the street, he would not say, Wherefore art thou? And he would literally get out of the car and be like, What are you doing? I don't understand. Like, how many times do I got to show you that this is not, hello? I didn't say it like that, but this is the Black Church and I've grown a little bit. So, you know, bless God. And so now y'all understand. But so now God is back and. He is wanting to put everybody on trial, and the thing is he's the prosecutor and the plaintiff, and all Micah does is just he's like the spokesperson he's just trying to he's just trying to speak up he's been there with them, but he's just one that God is talking to. That's enough. Let's get into this word
3: gone on to what. Okay, I'm going to read the King James Version first. It's Micah 7. I'm getting at the first verse. It says, Woe is me, for I am as when they have gathered the summer fruit. As the grapelings of the vintage, there is no cluster to eat. My soul desires the first stripe fruit. The good man is perished out of the earth, and there is none upright among men. They all lie and wait for blood. They hunt every man, his brothers, with a net. That they may do evil with both hands earnestly. The prince asketh, and the judge asketh for a reward. And the great man, he uttereth his mischief's desire. So they wrap it up. The best of them is as a briar. The most upright is sharper than a thorn head. The day of the watchman and thy visitation cometh. Now shall be their perplexity. Trust ye not in a friend. Put ye not confidence in a God. Keep the doors of thy mouth from her that lieth in thy bosom. For the son dishonoreth the father. The daughter rises up against her mother. The daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. A man's enemies are the men of his own house. Therefore, I will look unto the Lord. I will wait for the God of my salvation. My God will hear me. Rejoice not against me, O my enemy. When I fall, I shall arise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be a light unto me. I will bear the indignations of the Lord because I have sinned against him. Until he plead my case and execute judgment for me, he will bring me forth to the light, and I shall behold his righteousness. Then she that is mine enemy shall see it, and shame shall cover her, which said unto me, Where is the Lord thy God? Mine eye shall behold her. Now she shall be tried down as the mayor of the street. And I've read. Micah chapter 7, verse 1 through verse 10. Now that's the King James Version. So that everyone can have a total understanding of what's being said, I'm going to read the same uh, scripture, Micah 7, verses 1 through 10, but I'm going to read it in the Message Version. The Message Version Bible is just written out in plain modern-day English. It says, I'm overwhelmed with sorrow, sunk in the swamp of despair. I'm like someone who goes to the garden to pick cabbages and carrots and corn and returns empty-handed, finds nothing for soup or sandwich or salad. There's not a decent person in sight. White living humans are extinct. They're all out for one another's blood, animals preying on each other. They've all become experts in evil. Corrupt leaders demand bribes. The powerful rich make sure they get what they want. The best and brightest are thistles. The top of the line is crabgrass, but no longer. It's exam time. Look at them slinking away in disgrace. Don't trust your neighbor. Don't confide in your friend. Watch your words, even with your spouse. Neighborhoods and families are falling to pieces. The closer they are, sons, daughters, in-laws, the worse they can be. Your own family is the enemy. But me, I'm not giving up. I'm sticking around to see what God will do. I'm waiting for God to make things right. I'm counting on God to listen to me. Don't, enemy, crow over me. I'm down, but I'm not out. I'm sitting in the dark right now, but God is my light. I can take God's punishing rage. I deserve it. I sin, but it's not forever. He's on my side and is going to get me out of this. He'll turn on the light and show me his way. I'll see the whole picture and how he is right. And my enemies will see it too and be discredited. Yes, disgrace. This enemy who kept taunting. So, where is this God of yours? I'm going to see it with these my own eyes. My enemy, disgrace, trash in the gutter. Oh, that will be a day. A day for rebuilding your city.
0: <laughs> well,
2: one version, two versions. I wanna say three versions, but before we even get into it, the number to call is seven two four. What
1: is it? Seven two four
3: four 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 seven four four four. The the number to call. One four two six zero five pound. Then hit one pound to listen in. And if you would like to speak with us, you're gonna hit Star eight. And so, wait. I like that. Star, okay, star eight. Star eight. And wait.
2: Because you will hear it. It'll say unmuted. It. <laughs> and that's when you begin. So, the come up in the setback. So,
0: right now, the setback just seems like it's on. We are messing up. We have messed up. <laughs> And in the mess up
2: we still gotta come up. That's right. It's coming
3: up. And you know, the, the scripture that we just read, if you look at it, they're talking about the children of Israel. And basically it the children of Israel had gotten to a place in their sin where God said, You know what, enough is enough. Now I brought you out of Egypt just to show the people that I am God just to show the people that you are my chosen people. Not only did I bring you out of Egypt, but I brought you out in a mighty, miraculous way. Like I brought ten plagues to let everybody who was who was holding you in bondage know that you were my people. I I, I took you to the sea when they thought they had you cornered. I opened the sea up for you to cross on dry land when they thought that they could pursue you in the blessing i gave to you i then drowned them i then became food for you in the desert i mean it was so awesome that for 40 years i made your clothes regenerate themselves with you you drank water from striking a rock i finally get you into your promised land and you get there and you forget all about it. not just once but by the time that Micah is talking. They have forgotten about him over and over again. So God had finally gotten to the place where He just said, "You know what? Since y'all can't appreciate what I gave to you, I'm going to lift my hand from all of you." Sometimes that's what God will do. God, God keep blessing us, and we keep sitting on His blessings. You know the word of God said. Job said it best. Job said, "The Lord giveth, the Lord taketh away."
2: And people want to understand how the, the president-elect is Trump. That's a big one right there,
3: y'all. Wake up. Well, see, you, we have to look at it. We bred Trump. We Bre- birthed wake Trump. Wake up, right. We bred Trump. We birthed Trump. This was a nation that was supposedly, and notice how I said it, supposedly formed and founded on God. But then everything about this nation says the opposite about God. Like we say it was formed and founded on God, but then we came in here and killed everybody in sight. But we said it was formed on the love of Christ, but Christ didn't love everybody, you know. Then, But we say it was God. We say it was formed on Christ. It was formed on God. But then we go to another nation and bring people over as slaves and hold them in bondage for hundreds of years, and then after they're freed, we still continue to keep them in some form of a bondage. But we say it's formed on Christ. Now, not that I'm passing judgment on anyone, because I love all people. I don't have the hell to put you in. But the word of God says homosexuality is wrong. Now you're sitting there telling ministers that if they don't stand and say that they'll marry a same-sex couple, that they'll have their license provoked. Take my license because I got to stand on God's word. But as a country, we we have become like Israel in that time of Micah. We have stopped focusing on God and started focusing on us. You know, a a man who is known to be a bigoted, racist, misogynist, womanizing, supposed child pornography rapist
0: is president-elect. Mm.
3: But I stand like Micah do. I'm just going to sit back and see what God getting ready to do, because he getting ready to do something. Well,
0: on that note, version 3.
2: How miserable I am. I feel like the fruit picker after the harvest who can find nothing to eat. Not a cluster of grapes or a single early fig not can be found to satisfy my hunger. The godly people have all disappeared. Not one honest person is left on the earth. They are all murderers, setting traps, even for their own brothers. Both their hands are equally skilled at doing evil. Officials and judges alike demand bribes. The people with influence get what they want, and together they scheme to twist justice. Even the best of them is like a a briar. The most honest is as dangerous as a hedge of thorns. But your judgment day is coming swiftly now. Your time of punishment is here, a time of confusion. Don't trust anyone, not your best friend or even your wife. For the son despises his father, the daughter despises her mother, the daughter-in-law despises her mother-in-law. Your enemies are right in your own household. As for me, I look to the Lord for help. I wait confidently for God to save me, and my God will certainly hear me. Do not gloat over me, my enemies, for for though I fall, I will rise again. Though I sit in darkness the Lord will be my light. I will be patient as the Lord punishes me, so I have sinned against him. But after that, he will take me, he will take up my case and give me justice for all I have suffered from my enemies. The Lord will bring me into the light and I will see his righteousness. Then my enemies will see that the Lord is on my side. They will be ashamed that they taunted me, saying, So where is the Lord, that God of yours? With my own eyes, I will see their downfall. They will be tampered like mud in the street. In that day, Israel, your cities will be rebuilt, and your borders will be extended. Is that where we stop?
0: That's where we
2: stop. And... The only reason why I read that one is just in case someone didn't understand the first two. Now, why? Because all three of them are just breaking it down. So that means that if someone else has something else, like a sports one, they have one where they can, they they break it down to where you're an athlete. The reason why I'm saying that is because I know that a lot of people are out there and they're just misconstrued because of God's word and how it changes. People say that it's not real and it's man-made. And Yes, it's man-made so that man can understand it, but it's saying the same thing and just within three different versions cuz i know that there's people out there we always say you know oh yeah i understand i i i learned this but i don't believe this and i don't believe that and i want to stand here and i love i love what it is but i don't i don't agree with everything and it's like i understand but then I question it because it's like, well, you just understand the version that you heard.
3: Well, can can I interject on that? Sure. And a lot of that is always goes back to what I say. There are two things when it comes to a knowledge of God. There's religion and then there's relationship. And the problem is that we get religion confused with relationship when religion really don't have nothing to do with a relationship. You can sit in a mosque, a synagogue, a temple, a sanctuary. Uh, You can sit under good word, good teaching, uh, God's word, and not have a relationship with God. You just go because that's what you were taught to do. You listen to what's said, but you've never applied what was said to your life. Or when you applied it to your life and it begun to get a little bit difficult, then you back away from it. That's religion. But relationship is a personal thing. A relationship, When you get into a relationship with God, a relationship with God can't get shook. And that's what Micah is saying right here, that no matter what's going on around him, he's not going to get shook. And what it is he's seeing going on? I told you you was gonna get on my nerves with this, cause now you got me started. Yes, God, we are gonna find
2: this come up in this setback.
3: If you look at Micah, and I'm gonna use the the subject that you the the version that you read from, it starts with how miserable am I? He said I feel like fruit, uh, like the fruit pickers when they go out and they come back without any fruit. And if you listen to what people say, that's how we sound. You know when you talk about when you say to somebody, "Good morning, good afternoon, bless God, how you doing today?" You usually get, "I'm making it, I'm still here, I woke up, I'm handling it, <laughs> I woke up, I'm still trying to get my hustle on, still chasing after oh, that boy. dollar." You know we we still we sound like that fruit picker. It's something we're trying to get, but we can't seem to get satisfied in it because we can't never really find it. And even if we find it, we're still not satisfied once we get it because we're trying to figure out something else that we need when what it really is that we need is just a relationship with Christ. And if we could get that relationship, then all the other stuff will line up. But we're so busy chasing the material. See, that's why the word of God says, seek you first the kingdom of heaven. Because, see, if we seek God first, all the rest of that he will bring to us. We got to remember the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. He said he's never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed beg bread. Why is your seed begging bread so much? Because maybe you ain't as righteous as you think. I'm just saying. But I'm just telling you what God's word is saying. And that's what Micah is saying right here. You know, how we found it when Trump became president-elect. Oh, woe is me. What we going to do? Don't take me wrong. I was one of those folk had a ticket ready for Canada. I, you know, I'm just saying, when we look at it, we talk about our officials. We talk about, he, he's saying it right here in the scripture. Everybody is looking for bribes. The system is so crazy now that the system is trying to make you feel like your enemy is within your own home. That's everything that we just read in Micah. That is the setback. But what was the come up in his setback? The come up in his setback is found in the seventh verse where he says, as for me, I look to the Lord for help. I wait confidently for God to save me. Right there, Micah was having a three Hebrew boys uh, moment when they was talking to King Nebuchadnezzar. And the king said, bow to my image, bow to my God, bow to what I told you to do. And the boys said, King, we won't bow. And he said, well, we're going to throw you in the furnace. Where is your God? And the three boys said, guess what? Our God is still able to save us, even yes, from your yes, hand. Yes. And even if he chooses not to. We still won't bother you because we know he's still able. If he choose not to do it, that don't mean he's not able to do it. That just means that for whatever reason, he chose not to do it. Mm. See, we want to doubt God when the answer is no. We love him when he say yes to everything we ask for. We love him when the bling bling is coming, when the cash flow is flowing, when the bills is all paid, when we don't have a care in the world. We love him. Then it's, oh, the Lord loves me, the Lord is blessing me, but let a struggle come into your life. Where is God for you then? Mm. Do you love him then? Are you blessing him then? Mm. Are you sitting there complaining about what he hasn't given you and not looking at the fact that he's still providing for you even if it's not in the way you're accustomed to? Mm. So you're not able to eat caviar, you got to eat fish. Mm. Mm.
2: 724-444. 7444. The number is 142605 pound. And then you're going to press one pound. And for right now, I just want you to press one
3: pound. That way
2: you can hear this word.
3: Gone. So then the eighth verse picks up with the warning to your enemy. And see, we got to remember this is the part that messed me up with Christmas. Believers in Christ, Christians, whatever we call ourselves this year. What messed me up with us is we say we believe God. We say we trust God. We say we know that God is all-powerful, but then we forget who we are in Christ. We forget that Jesus said the same miracles that he performed, we could do also. We forget that he said the power of life and death is in our tongue. So we sit and we complain about what people are saying and doing, forgetting who got our back. The word of God says that it's better for you to tie a millstone around your neck and jump into the midst of the sea than to mess with one of the least of my children. He says better for you to drown yourself, to make sure you drown, than to mess with one of the least of his children. And let's talk about those with calls on the lie. He said, touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm. So whether you fall between the least or the prophet, you still got the power of God flowing in you. So when we sit back and we look at different situations, instead of complaining, sometimes we got to learn how to speak to the situation. What did Micah say? He said, don't gloat over me, enemy. Y'all... How many of us are sitting here today feeling down, feeling bad, because we feel like somebody got over on us, and they're sitting somewhere gloating about it? And instead of us looking at what it is God is getting ready to do for us and through us, we sitting there crying about what God is taking us through right now, not realizing that he's taking us through this setback so he can give us a come-up that's going to make everybody else shut up. Oh, Jesus, hold. Wait a minute. See? I'm loving this.
2: I am loving this. I'm loving this. And I see that we have a caller on the line. And I appreciate you, caller, because I'm sure you heard it. But now, since
1: you've been waiting. My sister, my sister. Hey, hey. my tappy, my chassis. my sister, Am I getting a smorgasbord, a smorgasbord of words tonight? And I need it. Oh, my goodness. I just love, I just love, oh, boy, I just love this topic tonight. I, I, I you know, anytime Chappie is talking, I always learn something. I just love what she's speaking of tonight about relationships. Do my you sister, understand? So long since I got, yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Things, That's why
2: I'm in, just in, she in cut that. Did she cut that thing right down? She she made it real real oh, simple yeah. because just in case somebody was out there and they were kind of like on the in betweens of it, or should I hang up or should I listen? The hmm. second she starts talking about a relationship, because it that makes sense. you want it if you don't have it, makes you yeah. need to know it if you if you if you don't. And that's what Purpose Kingdom is about. But I, my sister, my sister, go on now because you know. You
1: started this week off, so I ain't going to say nothing, but go ahead. I, I, I just want to, first of all, I just want to say that the show is just dynamic. It, it is just so wonderful. Um, I, I'm I really getting fed tonight. It is so much, uh, I often say, you know, the difference with what, what religion actually is. Religion is man-made. People make it up as they go along in many cases. But that relationship with God is quintessential. It is the meat. It is. It is. It is the meat of what we need for our survival. And just you know, just hearing her just always confirms. And then you too, my sister. This is just a wonderful show. And often it's just kind of difficult for me to get on on Thursdays. and I said, hmm, it's cold. And I ain't going nowhere tonight. And I gotta turn my to my sister and. But, I, you know, I just want to say it's just a wonderful show. I, I'm just getting fed hands well, over fist. I am just being fed. I am fattening up on this I bless,
2: And I bless God for the feeding because, believe it or not, that's why if you haven't known it yet, I guess we will say it. I'll be the first person to let you all know that, um, you know, Sunday mornings now at 9 a.m., Purpose Kingdom is live because we we have they partnered we partnered up with uh, Star Hope oh, and uh, and there's word on Purpose Kingdom so if you don't get a chance to get out to go to church and that's for anybody that's listening if you see some if you know people you can give them our Purpose Kingdom number and the code is one four two six one three pound you know, and that's the, but because that's going to be the new thing because we, well, it's not going to always be chappy, but it will always be word. And one thing I can say about the difference between when you know that it's word, it can come from anybody because the word of God is, you know what I mean? As long as they're, as long as they are preaching the word of God, it's a word. And they were always, you know, as long as God will, and as long as we have the ability to to stream it. Yeah. Nine a.m. Yes. Yeah. And then you know, after yeah. that, once is, once is after nine a.m. After ten a.m., then you can go on if you missed it. Right on com and just put the code in, and you can get it one four two six one three. Oh yeah. So you can catch oh, church God. at one when you wake up. Okay, now. <laughs> do you understand what I'm saying? We're trying yes, to get this I thing do. to everybody. Mm-hmm. But I appreciate mm-hmm. you calling. I definitely do. Um, I know I know she's in the middle of it. I know she's halfway through.
0: <laughs>
2: Look, she's halfway through. And I'm like, uh. uh, I, uh I see
3: you one thing uh, we're going to uh, do
2: is, we. that's why I said we're going to let God flow on this. Because the finding the come up in the setback was the topic. Now, what we were really going to do is we were really going to talk and we were going to open it up. Now, for anybody that's out there and you have been in a setback or you have, you feel as though you're sitting in your setback right now and you need to come on and talk so we can find the come up with you within this hour, please, I don't want you to feel as though you can't hit star eight because this is what we were doing is we were really talking about the different setbacks and the come ups, and honestly, you know how we do when we do the when we do God's word. We open to it, and God said, "Bring this forth to the people." And this is why it's here. So please, if someone is out there listening right now and you had already heard about this show and you was calling because you had something else on your heart, come on in. It's seven two four 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 seven four four four. The number is one four two six zero five pound, press one pound, and then star eight and wait. And Jappy will find that too for you. Go on, Shah.
3: you know, as as you all were talking, I was looking more at the scripture we were looking at. And the next thing in in this come up is we have to realize when we're going through because we're being punished and when we're going through, not because we're going through, but because God is showing those around us something through us. Now, there are times, and God will let you know when you're being punished. He He will let you know when it's because you're being punished. This is how you get through a punishment quickly. You admit that you were wrong. That That's the beauty of God. That That's why I love the fact that we are now in the dispensation Of grace and mercy, we're in the dispensation of the church. I love grace and mercy because right now you are in a place that if you will just say, God, you know what? I was wrong, I messed up, I didn't see it, or I saw it and didn't care. And we just say, I was wrong, we will come out of so much stuff, but not only some of us going through because we were wrong? Some of us are going through and we think that we're being punished and you're not being punished. God is using you to show somebody around you what he is capable of doing and what he can do. Preach. You know, Micah said, do not gloat over me, my enemy. This is what I need us to remember. What he said after that, though I fell, I'm going to rise again. So it looks like I'm in darkness, God is my light. We have to remember that, number one, even if you are being punished, God chases those he loves. So if he's punishing you, it's because he loves you. But a lot of people that's going through the day, you think you're being punished, then you're not being punished. God is trying to show somebody in your inner circle that He is still God. God is trying to show somebody that is looking at you, that is doubting who God is because of what they think you're going through. He's trying to let them see Him through you, through your situation. Through your hardship. He's trying to let them see that even in the midst of them going through, they're praising for the provision that I'm giving. Even in the midst of what it looks like, even in the midst of their pain, they're praising because they know that I'm going to bring them comfort. Even in the midst of confusion, they're praising because they know I'm bringing peace. In the midst of their sickness, they're praising because he, we know he's bringing healing. In the midst of whatever it is that God is doing, he's saying, I still got you. I still love you. What parent punishes a child that does not go and rebuild back up that child? That's the God that we serve. But I need somebody out there tonight, is like, oh, my God, he's been punishing me and I'm just going through so bad. No, you're not going through because he's punishing you. You're going through because he's using you to save somebody. And understand, I know somebody going, oh, well, I didn't sign up for this. I didn't know it was going to be like this. I didn't know it was going to hurt like this. I'd rather not walk with him if it got to be all of this. Understand that it's the reason you're going through so much hurt and pain is because you are bucking against the growth God is trying to take place in your life because you're fighting against it. You ever see a, a, a child that's trying to learn how to walk that decided that he, done, he or she done fell one time too many? So now the parent is almost dragging them along because they don't want to walk. That's what we go through sometimes. We go through that failure or that desire, that fear, and we don't want to walk, and God is just dragging us along, saying, come on, come to me. It's not about a church. It's not about a religion. It's about a relationship. He don't care what name your role is on. He don't care if you go to Bethel. He don't care if you go to Star Hope. He don't care if you go to Bethany. He don't care where you go. He don't care if you go to e He care about if you got a relationship with him. Because there's people in all them churches I named that's going to bust hell wide open because they don't have a relationship. I'm here today to tell you that you can be like Micah. In the midst of everything going on around you, you can be sure and confident that God is on your side. You can be sure and confident that even though you've fallen, he's going to rise you up. You can be sure and confident that even if you're in darkness, he is your light. How do you get that, to that place of assurity? How do you get to that place of confidence? You have to first just submit. You know, if you if you're trying to get from point A to point B, and you've never been to wherever the destination is that you're trying to get to. You put your coordinates in the GPS. Now, when the GPS start taking you in the directions you need to go, and you've never been there before, you don't go against the GPS's direction. You follow out what it's saying for you to do. What I'm trying to tell you is, if you've never been in a relationship with Christ, don't go against the GPS he's given us, and it's called the B-I-B-L-E basic instructions before leaving earth. And if you stick to those GPS instructions, notice I didn't say what the church said. I didn't say what the denomination said. I said if you stick to God's word, what did God's word say? God's word said about a relationship. It said that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him, whosoever believes, it just said whosoever. It didn't say so the church folks, the religious folks, the spiritual leaders, the wealthy folk. It said whosoever. That means whoever you are, from whatever walk of life, whatever color you are, whatever your credit score, whatever your bank statement, whatever sins you may have committed, whatever sins you did or doing or will do, if you come to Christ right now, he will accept you. How do you come to him? You can repeat this prayer after me. You just say, Father, I'm a sinner that needs to be saved. I ask you to allow your son into my life. I accept the gift that you've given me in him. I ask for forgiveness of my sin. I ask him to sit on the throne of my life. I submit my will to your will. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you've done that, turn to somebody and let them know you've done it. If there's nobody there for you to turn to, then call somebody up. Send somebody a text message. You can send an email to us right here at Purpose Kingdom. Our email address is PurposeKingdomNet at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. We'll pray with you, pray for you. But as soon as you've allowed somebody to know that you accepted Christ in your life, according to God's word, you're saved. According to God's word, that's all it took, you're saved. Now, what I suggest you do is find a Bible-believing, teaching, preaching sanctuary. And notice I said Bible-believing, teaching, and preaching, because every sanctuary is not teaching, preaching, and believing in the Bible. But if you can find the one that's giving you good words, that's giving you God's word, and the only way you're going to know if they're giving you God's word is you're going to have to open that Bible up and read it for yourself. then you become a member there where you can heal from the trials and the tribulations of the world, and you can grow in the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And if you can't find the Church Purpose Kingdom Network is always here for you. Adrian, I'm
0: done. <laughs> All I can say is bless God. All I can say is bless God and thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you, Chappie. Thank
2: you, Purpose Kingdom Network. Thank you to everyone that's out there listening. What I would like is I would like everybody, I think everybody that I see tomorrow, I'm going to tell them that they need to go on and they need to pull this up and they need to hear this. What I would like
0: is for all of you to do the same thing.
3: What I would like, (laughs) what I would like, I would say, just like that, as y'all are looking for your come up in the setback, I would like you to take this time to declare declare and decree over your life that 2017 is going to be greater, is going to be better than 2016 ever was. I want you to begin to declare and decree over your life the blessings of God in your life. For those of you that's looking for a fresh learning of the Holy Spirit, I would like you to join us from December 25th to December 31st because we are going to be in the seven-night Holy Ghost revival. We are believing God to show up and to show out like never before. We are believing God to blow his spirit fresh and anew on this generation. We believe in him for blessings. As we cry out, revive us, O Lord. Our theme scripture is Ezekiel 37. For those who don't know the story, it's the valley of dry bones where God took Ezekiel to a valley and set him in these dry bones down sort of like America. Well, oh, I'm sorry. I not mean to say that out loud. Yes, I did. But, you know, dry, brittle, dead bones where they just, was exposed to the elements, had to live through, well, you know, and be exposed to because they were dead already, everything. And God asked the question, can these bones live? I'm here to tell you today that the answer to that question is, yes, these bones can live. And if you join us December 25th, it'll be Minister Mark Corbett opening us up at 9 o'clock, December 26th, I'll be on at 9 o'clock. Or Wednesday, uh, the 27th, is Pastor Jamal Van at 9 o'clock. Thursday is Elder Charles Lee at 8 o'clock. I'm sorry, I missed Tuesday. (laughs) Tuesday is Reverend Aaron Williams at 9 o'clock. Then Wednesday is Pastor Jamal Van at uh, 9 o'clock. Thursday is Elder Charles Lee at 8 p.m. And Friday is. Uh, Reverend Maureen Lee at 9 p.m., and then we are closing out Saturday with the watch night service. For all y'all folks to go, I don't go out my house on New Year's Eve. It's too dangerous. It's too crazy. Well, bless God, we got something for you. Pastor Sherry L. Berry will be bringing us into the New Year. She is truly a highly anointed woman of God. You are not going to want to miss it. That's all I got to say now.
2: And it starts at 11. And that's at 11. That's right.
0: 11 11 bringing in the new year.
2: And I just want to say,
0: we are definitely looking for the come up,
2: waiting for the come up, ready for the come up. We are not in a setback. We're just in the time. This is something that God is doing. We gotta understand what he's doing, and I think that's what helps with the relationship. Because as we understand it, then we start to see it and can and and can can take it a little bit better. Chappy said something. Chappy said something because Chappy said Chappy said some things that that make you understand why the things look like they look, why they feel the way they feel, why you feel the way you feel. Why you cussing? This is why you're cussing. This is why you're cussing. You're cussing. You're cussing. You want to say something? Jeez, you, just, you should see, see how y'all.
3: This is great. You this is great, Because you just said you're not in the setback. And when you said it, I had to start laughing. I said, "I know that's right. I'm not in the setback. I'm in the back seat, letting God drive me to my come up." Right. You see, sometimes see? it's the perspectives in which we see things. We got to understand. I ain't been set back. God just set me in the back seat so He could drive me safely yes. to where I need to go. That is y'all nice. be- y'all be- better go here, y'all. y'all be- understand understand where you are.
2: Know why he's doing what he's doing, and actually, sometimes it's okay to tell him. See, see, sometimes we think of God as this <laughs> being, you know, he's coming floating down out of the clouds, my
3: child. Like, no,
2: no, no, no. Think of him more like your best friend, because that's what he is. The same way you talk, he talks. I think, I think the first time I ever heard. The the woman in the well
0: preached. They said, well,
2: you know, when Jesus was talking to her, he didn't just say, well, you know, you're a hoe.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> I said, my God, you right. He could have said it like that because then she would not have been listening to nothing that came out of his mouth. So that meant he had to come walking up. Like, he was about to turn this trick. Now, I know somebody's about to get mad because I just said it. But I'm going to tell the truth and shame the devil. That's what she was doing. She was out there in the middle of the day because everybody else was at work and stuff, and she couldn't come around when everybody else was around. Tell the truth now. We know what it is. She was sleeping with all them different types of men and stuff, so she couldn't be out on the block with nobody because somebody would say, oh, that's so-and-so. She was with so-and-so husband. Oh, my girl, she was with so-and-so husband the other day. So, you know, when Jesus seen her, what you think he he was gonna say to her to get her a whole full attention to talk about do you want something to drink? Huh? He hadn't been talking to her, but just that way. So the same way that you sitting in this setback, if you sit back and literally watch God do it, ask him what's up So he can actually just tell you to chill, pumpy bricks. Wait, stop. Stop moving. Stop thinking about it. Stop doing something about it. Every day you wake up on the same thing. Stop. Stop. Let me do it one day. Think about all of the things that we're really, really set back about. The things that we're set back about, all we do is wake up and think about it. We wake up and think about it. We put it in our prayers in the morning. We think, even, in our, even in our down times, we still think about it. So when do we really give it to God? I guess we will build a relationship like that because then once I do put it out there for you, and then you watch him, you watch him, you watch him do it. I guess you do build a better relationship because then you'd be like, "Oh wow, you mm-hmm. right?"
4: You gotta remember, he said, "Taste and see that the Lord is." Taste it. That, that's what I like. He Look.
2: Don't smell I mean, it first, because you, you know a lot of people smell stuff first and then they don't eat it.
3: Taste and you know it's like when you give a baby a piece of chocolate for the first time, they take that little itty bitty bite, they sort of smooth it around with their tongue a little bit, trying to figure out the flavors, the like, whatever. Then after they get that thing that flavor hit their tongue for real, they ain't got to cope them with their next piece of chocolate. they be reaching for that next piece of chocolate as <laughs> a matter of fact, they will start searching your bag and stuff looking for another piece of chocolate wherever they saw that chocolate come from. They're going to start looking for more of that chocolate. That's how God is. If we just take that little itty-bitty bite and just let it sit on our tongue, let it sink into our taste buds. I don't know what the bite is. Somebody's bite might be believing him to deliver you from something. Somebody's bite might be believing him to heal you for something. Somebody's bite might be something as simple as just believing him. Hmm. But if you take the bite, I promise you'll see that he good. You're going to be just like that child, searching for some more.
2: Now, I know that there's a caller on the line. Is the caller still on the line? Yes, I am.
4: Hello? Hello. Hey. Hey, how are you feeling, Adrian?
2: How are you? And
4: how are you doing? I'm okay, thank you. And you, you? And Chappy, I just wanted to say hi to you too. Hey, hey. I tell you, I've been doing a beautiful job holding it down, and um, all it's going to do is just encourage me to um, uh, be present at your revival on the 25th through the uh, rest of the week. I really look forward to it, you know, because I find you all, uh, you know, uh, scripture readings and you, the content of what you talk about to be so soothing, and it just helps me to remain focused. And, Remember that I have to stay on the straight and narrow, right along with you all, in order to be able to benefit for what God has brought to us. And and I really look forward to seeing that. See, I'm say hearing you all on the revival that week. Is even those Christmas night, but the Christmas night is a blessing anyway. So I'll yeah, I'll listen to you then, and thank you yes. very much for having me.
3: Thank you so much, Tony. Thank you. It's so good to hear you tonight. Thank you for showing support. The D-Block Church, and it's funny because, you know, Adrian had to make a quick stop, but I'm still here with you guys. Um, Do we have any other callers on the line? Uh, no, we don't have any other callers at the moment. Okay, well, we're going to bless God. I'm looking at the time. It is now 11 o'clock. It is time for us to give. The benediction. Yeah.
2: So. And the best thing I can say, unfortunately, I think um, Giselle had sent a message or something. That Giselle had said that she wasn't going to be able to make it. I thought maybe she was going to be able to sing or something, you know, on the way out. As we were singing. Um, I oh, that's, made my, uh, that's,
0: that's, that's my outro singer. You, you can't hire that's my outro saying. singer. I would be nothing without
4: God.
0: I I, I would say Hmm. without God, my life would
3: be drifting just like a ship. I'm hurt, hurt. Without a cell. Be, right. Be blessed.
0: Without a doubt, Yes. I'm leaning on Jesus. I'm trusting, and I know he cares.